0: Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is
1: Mike Mondo. Hey, guys, this is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. Yeah, 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 you know what it is. It's the it boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus.
0: This is the king of old school, Steve Carino, and when I want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, well, I'll listen to my own, but if I really want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I listen to
2: ROH Cast right here on... ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby.
3: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 48, night one of ROHCast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Today I'm joined by podcast most wanted, a crew here. We've got uh, the podcast bandit, Stephen. Hi everyone. Podcast worst nightmare, John. How's it going? And the zombie podcaster, Dez. Hey, I'm back live and in stereo. (laughs) <laughs> Were'n't you here last week? Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, this week we've got quite a lot of things to talk about. Um, we've got the latest uh, TV show to discuss, the latest news. We're going to preview this Saturday's Bowling Point pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. We've, we've then got some topics that you have sent in. We then have John watching a, uh, a silly video, and giving his live reaction. We'll get to that. Oh next. yes. And we're going to cl- <laughs> close the show with some spoilers and don't worry the spoilers will be right at the end and there'll be a stupid alarm that will warn you the spoilers are on the way um, so as we always do we will start with the latest TV results. Um, this week's show began with the Guardians of Truth taking on the Briscoes in a Best in the World 2012 rematch and um, the Briscoes picked up the win with a roll-up at the end and uh, I'll go to you first, Stephen. We we watched this uh, this week's show on Skype at the same time, and uh, had a few giggles during this match. But uh, what what did you think of the opener?
1: Uh, I thought it was an improvement on Best in the World. Um, that's probably the the highest praise I can give it. Um, it's still it was you know it wasn't great. I thought the Guns of Truth looked 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 a bit rusty. Still, I mean, I don't know if they're still getting used to uh, you know sort of uh, maybe. Uh, resting with the the, the mask on because you know, it can't be that easy wrestling with those uh those masks but um I have seen
3: podcast wearing a mask it is quite difficult <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe they're still getting used to the whole ring runner sort of style and stuff but um yeah there's a couple of little times when they you know tiny little sort of mini botches so to speak but um yeah it was definitely an improvement on best in the world but obviously with the the ropes were proper ropes this time and they didn't give way or anything so it was an improvement but it was, you know, it was it was a decent match, but it it wasn't anything to sort of go out of uh, your way to, to see, to be honest. How
0: about you, Des? My only real comment on this match was that the ropes were considerably tighter. Other than that, it was pretty much a store fest.
3: <laughs> How about you, John?
2: Um, it was a match. I mean, it happened and I watched <laughs> it, but that's it killed ten minutes of the show, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there were some okay parts to it. Like, the main thing I remember that stuck out to me was I liked when the Guardians of Truth hit the kind of uh, Razzle's Grey's tag team move at like the Leap of Faith they always do. Except they had it across, like, the guardrail instead of the top rope. I thought that was kind of cool. But... And they
1: didn't butch it like
2: Carson Benjamin always do. <laughs> exactly. And they actually executed it. But, yeah, it was just a match It was better than Best in the World match. But it would have been quite a feat if it was worse. Mm. But yeah, Yeah,
3: I mean I think as you can tell, none of us are really that excited by this match. I mean it was okay, it wasn't dreadful, but it wasn't anything, you know, to sort of talk about and it's a bit sort of disappointing really. I mean normally the Briscoe's always put on great matches and I don't I don't know, I'm not really sold on these Guardians of Truth. I mean we all know that the headbangers, I mean, even themselves on Twitter have pretty much confirmed this, haven't they, Stephen? But uh I don't know
1: what you're in about I've no idea.
3: (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, we all know it's the headbangers, and they failed to impress at this point. I mean, I, I don't really know what they're going to do with them going forward, but uh, I'm not really that sort
2: of excited. I still uh,
3: want them I'm to go off to on the mic,
2: because two different people under the masks every week. <laughs> <laughs> two different people every week. Um, so
3: after the match, we then had Roderick Strong and Rhino storm the ring and uh, do a four-on-two beatdown on the Briscoes um michael elgin did his uh, current gimmick where he walks out decides he doesn't want to interfere and then walks back um <laughs> adam cole Jay lethal and coleman and alexander rush the ring to make the save and uh, you know if i saw Jay lethal come in you'd better run he's just unbeatable you just you don't want anything to do with him so uh the house of truth scurried off after the uh, sort of the faces made the save um we then have a pre-recorded interview with uh, Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs where Steen basically says that Eddie Kingston is just trying to conform, is what it says here in the uh, report. We then have Eddie Kingston doing a in-ring interview. Uh, John, you, you sent me a text about this promo, so why don't you sort of, I don't know, do you want to recap it or just give your thoughts on the the Eddie Kingston in-ring promo?
2: Yeah, basically Eddie Kingston just came into the ring and talked about why He's going to win the belt and what it means to him, and he basically said he's going to do it uh, for his fallen friend or who tragically passed away last year, Larry Sweeney, and to prove to his son that you know his son could be anything he wants to be, and I just and you know what kind of sounds cheesy, I think that Eddie Kingston has the I guess the passion and conviction to get it across to come across as a great promo because I think Kingston is one of the best promo uh, people in the independent. Seen if not all of wrestling his when he speaks it's one of those things i i always listen and it's always captivating to me and this his promo here really got me excited for their match at bowling point which is really the only match i'm looking forward to but we'll, we'll save that for later but yeah i thought this was a fantastic promo and just did a great job of explaining his
1: position and why he feels he's going to win the match steven yeah, like John said, I mean, on paper, when you sort of describe it, it sounds a bit cheesy and a bit corny and a bit mm. forced. But I thought it came over, you know, quite well. You know, I, I do enjoy Kingston's promos. I thought he was uh, he was good at Best in the World as well. Um, no, it wasn't Best in the World, was it? It was 10th anniversary. Um, and again, I thought this was a pretty good, uh, pretty good promo. Um, just uh, sort of an aside is that I think even at this point, I think they were Ring of Honor pretty sure that this was going to be a pay per view because. They seem to be putting a whole lot of uh, sort of emphasis on yeah. Them, so, they they, they were saying
3: like this is the go home show before Boiling Point. Boiling Point is next week. They talk about the entire card on Inside Ring of Honor. They, you know they hype up the uh, the main event in the ring. Now they they wouldn't be doing this if it was a house show. So why did it take them all this time to announce it's an night pay per view when these were taped on like I think it was June twenty. No, sorry, July. No, June 22nd I think these were taped and it wasn't announced till over a month later that it was an iPay-per-view. So they obviously had this plan, so I don't know why it took them so long. And that probably didn't help with the sort of negative reaction that Boiling Point has been
2: getting.
1: And the the people who maybe aren't, you know, sort of hardcore Ring of Honor fans and maybe who just watch it, on a local TV station, they, they're not going to have a clue that it's an iPay-per-view.
3: Yeah, because actually that's a good point. They do hype it up a lot on the TV show, but never once is it said that it's an iPay-per-view, which would not take very long to edit in. They've had weeks to edit this, even a month almost, and they still never mention it's an iPay-per-view like... They usually say, you know, 1495rohwrestling.com. And unless fans are actively going to, you know, com or something, or the forum, they won't know that it's an pay per view So it's it's terrible marketing. And I think this is probably going to be one of the worst sort of bought pay-per-views ever. And it'll probably have less buys than Best in the World, which most people got for free.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely will be. I mean, the, the card is is far from sort of uh, captivating. And, and as you say, the... Marketing. The co- the marketing and promotion of, of the event, especially for an view, has been pretty pretty poor. I mean, I can understand where they where they're coming from, you know, maybe in terms of audio, you know, having to go and re-record that. But surely they could have just put, you know, you know, when it comes up, like the the little information, you know, where it is, where it's held, and what time mm. it starts. Maybe just even put underneath that, you know, also live on IPayPerView on RHResting.com. All, all they'd
3: have to do is get one of their screenshots right out in text. Born in Point twenty twelve, the date, the time, the price, the website. Give Kevin Kelly a microphone, say, Hey, just say this is a pay per view. Put it in the show. Easy. It's it's not difficult. It takes no time. It's like it's like they edit this these T V shows together and then like they're done. They just they cannot be revised or anything. That's probably why, you know, we had that one show where all the sort of nameplates that were just blank. Do you remember that a few weeks a few oh, yeah. ago? Oh <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: It's like. They need to the quality control or something. They need to improve it with the TV show and try and keep them a bit more up to date. Especially when the changes like that would be so minor and would actually make some people maybe even buy the pay per view.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
3: Um, we then get to uh, this week's. I think that was Inside Ring of Honor, but nothing of note really in there. Um, we then the get
2: thing of note. The biggest thing of note in this. Oh yeah, we uh, go, Joe. Is, is I think they mentioned. And like they kind of ran down the cards for boiling point in this, mm-hmm. and they mentioned that the Briscoes will be challenging the All Night Express at boiling point for the title. Wow,
3: that that is a huge scoop. I mean, <laughs> I think do we need to get an article up right now? Should we stop the podcast and let everyone know about this? Do I need to make I, a new graphic? Yeah, you think you do? Let me write the article right now.
1: What's it's happening TNA. to Jacobs and Karina then? What's happening to them? Ooh,
3: what, what is going on?
0: I mean, Can this is coming from TNA to have a tag team title match. That's this is groundbreaking
3: of... stuff. Now, now, John, yeah. are you sure this is accurate? And you know, this isn't just something that was recorded months ago and they've been too lazy to edit out. Are you, are you sure this is a, an accurate statement?
2: Ring of Honor wouldn't oh. do that. Go yeah, they they never have production flaws at all in any of their stuff. So <laughs> that's out of the question. Um,
3: so, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that tag team title match. But anyway, um, we then get to the main event, which is uh, Mike Bennett versus Lance Storm. <laughs> three? Didn't you? Four? Didn't
1: you just say Mike Bennett with Landstorm?
3: I said versus. Did did I say with? Uh, Whatever I said, it's Mike Bennett versus Landstorm for what I believe is the third time. The three
1: quarter Yeah. There
3: we go. You heard it there. Um, they first had a match at <clears throat> Showdown in the Sun. Which Mike Bennett picked up the win. I think he'd have to cheat, if I remember. I can't remember right. Um we then and then he stinked like beaten down after the match. They then had another one at um Border Wars in Canada, where Lance Storm picked up the win. He had a good send off in his home country, so we all thought, yep, yeah, good, nice way to wrap up the feud, all sorted there. Uh no. Um he comes back again. They have a third match. And Mike Bennett has to cheat to win with a distraction by Maria and brutal Bob passing him a steel chair, and so we still don't really get a solid conclusion to this feud. And it, I thought the match was was okay. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. It was a lot better than the Guardians of Truth match, you know. Um, but I don't think it needed to happen. I just hope they don't do it again. They could have put Storm against someone else on the roster. I don't really know who, Eddie Edwards or something like that. I didn't think he, need, he doesn't need to face Mike Bennett again. I mean, wh- what do you guys think? Uh, Des?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I thought you, you compare two matches on the show. You only had two matches, and you have Guardians of Truth and the Briscoes, which was a Snorefest. And then you have the Landstorm Mike Bennett 3, which compared to that was a, a five star match, you know? Mm. I guess if you look at it out of context, it was, um, you know, it was an okay match. Of course, I'm a big Lance Storm fan, so my view is going to be a little slanted. Uh, I thought it was a good way to wrap up the feud. Um, my only big uh, gripe with this is that I wish they had aired his uh, Lance's farewell speech after the uh, after the match, because I know he did a, a heartfelt farewell speech to the Ring of Honor audience, saying that this was kind of the end for him uh, at the time being in Ring of Honor. So maybe we'll get that on uh, Inside Ring of Honor or something.
3: Yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense to share that. It'd be silly just to... Could enough perhaps next week they'll, they'll show it and say after oh after the show last week here's what happened or something but who knows um uh, steven what did you think of the main event
1: It was it, it was decent enough but i'd I, I see no reason why we got a third installment to be honest as you said you know border War storm you know got the win in front of his uh, home country and that was the the you know a good send-off for him and a good end to the feud i mean uh, you know Bennett losing, it didn't you know didn't harm Bennett at all. You know the fact that no. he'd beaten beaten Storm once already was was good enough. But you know they kept saying that Bennett wanted a rematch. And I, mean, you know, I don't see why Storm would want to want to give him it on the match when he'd just beaten him. At, you know, fair and square in his you know his, his own country. But you know that's that's, that's wrestling for you. And um, I thought it was probably the the least entertaining of the three matches they've had. I think I thought the showdown I mean, in the summer was actually really really good. I think the border was almost. Was good again, but not you know not as good as the, the one at Showdown in the Sun. And this one was was probably the weakest of the three, but it, it wasn't a bad match. It was it was decent enough. But I think the the whole show from from the top to bottom was quite underwhelming. I think you know this could have maybe been not like an opener and then had a decent you know really good main event and that would have been mm. yeah that would have been okay. But for this to be a main event, I don't think it was 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 really strong enough to be honest. And um. Yeah, at the, the end as well, as as Des said, I think they should have really sort of um, wrapped up the whole Lance Storm sort of chapter now, because the the way that they've left it's sort of... It
3: screams part four, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it does, yeah. I mean, they've not, you know, they they didn't really sort of do anything with Storm, obviously with the, the save at the end as well, from uh, Edwards and, um... who else was it? Del Rey. Yeah, Del Rey. I mean... It just it doesn't give us any closure, so um, I'm hoping that, as Des said, that they they air that you know that the um, sort of promo he did the send off, so we can just sort of say you know thankless Landstorm, but you know we don't want to we don't want to Bennett and Storm four. Let's put it that way.
3: I wouldn't. I've got no problem with him maybe having a few other matches with the other guys, but not against Bennett again. Please, no. No, definitely not. Um, okay, so that wraps up uh, this week's TV show. Um, I think Steam said it best, really. A bit sort of underwhelming compared to some of the other shows we've had. I mean, especially coming off last week with that fantastic, you know, Roderick Strong, um, Adam Cole main event, and now we get to this. Uh, it's just sort of okay. I mean, I think there's been other better wrestling programs probably this week, but um, hopefully next week's will be better. That's suppose that's all we can say, really. Just hope that next week's better. I can't remember off the top of my head what happens, and we won't spoil it anyway, but... Uh, yeah, now we'll move on to the news, um, which now that John is back, he can, he can finally do his job at last. Yeah. Uh, you can always find this news during the week at rohworld.com. So, yeah, we'll get to the news right now.
2: In what was originally called a mini-eye pay-per-view, which none of us knew what that meant, uh, the September 22nd show at the Duburn Jr. in Baltimore, Maryland has been changed to Fan Appreciation Night with 12 matches and more than 30 wrestlers. So, if you're in the area, you might want to check that out. It sounds like it could be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm not sure how many wrestlers or matches they usually have on regular TV tapings, which is this is going to be a TV taping as well, but they're se- seeming to bring out all the stops for this one, so. If you have the opportunity, go check it out. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out uh, when it airs on TV. Now, I could
3: be wrong here, but the way they're promoting it sounds like it's just going to be sort of just a load of matches with no sort of story or promos, which reminds me of the HDNet tapings, because they were just a random collection of matches, weren't they? That were just separate from everything else. And that's... I don't know. I'm sure it'll be a good show for the guys in Baltimore, but as a TV show... I don't know, I suppose I'd rather see them build towards whatever the pay-per-view would be at that point, whether it's Glory by Honor or Death Before Dishonour, X10 or whatever, but I don't know, it just sounds a bit strange. And uh, me and Stephen actually caught uh, the fact that it was listed as a mini pay-per-view at first, and me and Stephen were very, very confused, and we we put up a quick article and took a screenshot in case they changed it, which they did. Um, So either that was a mistake... Which would be a very strange mistake because it's a bit of a weird typo to go from TV to mini pay per view. But whether this is going to be a pay per view later on, or whether it's just sort of a gimmick, it's going to be like a pay per view, but for TV, we don't know. But
1: was- maybe they're going to start using that tag from, you know, things like boiling point. Maybe the the house shows that have put on our pay per view. Maybe they're going to start calling them mini pay-per-view i mean it's got to be something in the works as you said i mean from tv i'm not sure how you could mistype tv as mini pay-per-view <laughs> yeah so
3: there's,
1: there's got to have been something there so, I mean, at
3: some point somewhere someone said this is a mini pay-per-view now we don't know what that is but it, it definitely was one for a short period of time and it's a good thing we took that screenshot
1: or maybe they're, they're planning other other events as mini pay-per-views and they've you know, incorrectly listed that one as as that instead mm. of TV. I mean,
3: I think Boiling Point should be like a micro pay per view or something. Or just,
1: <laughs> or just not pay per view at all. Pay
3: <laughs> per view? I mean, I don't know
2: what they want to call it.
3: Yeah, not not a pay per view at all, actually. But uh, yeah, go go ahead, John.
2: Uh, this is exciting news. The live ROH cast returns this Saturday at six thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. For an interactive fan experience, <laughs> heading into Boiling Point. Oh dear. Uh. You- the, the last live ROH cast was a lot of fun, heading into Best in the World 2012 in, a few months ago. which And we had a great time doing it. Uh, we had a chat feature. We allowed people to tweet us questions, go to the forum, ask us questions, ask the questions in the chat. Um, we'll call us. Call,
3: they could call us live on the show.
2: Yeah, you can even call in live on the show at uh, 1-619-822-2211. <laughs> and uh, we'll play your questions on the air and... Or
3: if you phone in during the podcast while it is happening live this Saturday, one hour before Bowling Point, uh, 6.30 Eastern, and this will be on rohordcom slash live. You can uh, watch the or sort of listen to the live pre-show there. There'll be a chat box out, and we'll be taking calls as well. So uh, be sure to check that out. The last one was a lot of fun and uh, was quite popular, so we're looking forward to doing it again. I'm sad I'll be missing it too.
0: Miss the live shows. Just Just like last last time. Drop the pipe bomb.
2: And uh, we also have a few new articles up on this site, ROHWorld.com. The first is by Dave, which is titled The Tourney So Far, where it kind of breaks down what has happened so far in the Ring of Honor Tag Team Tournament. It contains spoilers. Yes, so we'll kind of be going more in-depth with that later in the show after the amazing and not really that annoying but crazy spoiler warning you'll get to hear. So if you don't want to hear those, you can turn them off before then.
3: Yeah, basically, the article's a good read. It's talking about Dave's opinions of, of you know, what's happened with the tourney, who, who's advanced so far. So if you have read the spoilers, I'd recommend you check it out. If you don't want to know any spoilers, just avoid that
2: article. And the other article up is uh, Davy Richards' harsh comments on Steen or on Steen and Cornette in the High Spots shoot. So uh, recently, uh, Dave Richards had a shoot with people over at HighSpots.com. And he kind of shot on uh, Kevin Steen and Jim Cornette, and I believe it was Steven, wasn't it? Look, looked at, uh, watched it, and wrote out what he said. Richard said about Steen and Cornette, and you can just view those comments on rohworld.com. And his comments were very similar to what was said on our exclusive interview with him several weeks ago. So if
3: yeah, if head one- back to rohcast episode 45, which is completely free it is essentially a shorter version of that shoot, and it doesn't cost you $20, so uh, perhaps we should start charging for these interviews, just call them shoots, I don't know, but
1: yeah, if you want to save the money,
3: yeah, if you want to save the money, I'd recommend just listen to RH Cast episode 45, and to be honest, he said some more things in ours, because he talked about the Wolves, like when they're coming back, and what's going to happen, things like that, which didn't really happen in that shoot, so uh, yeah, I, I think we had the better interview, to be honest, and it's free, so... Uh, You have got nothing to lose.
2: And that wraps up the news for this week. Very slow news. Is that
3: it? Is that it? I mean, you disappear for all this time, I do the news, and then you come back and there's nothing.
0: Disappoint me, John. I'm disappointed in you. This is my disappointed voice.
2: (laughs) I need to be more of a journalist, I know.
3: Uh, We're now going to uh, preview uh, the Boiling Point pay per view which takes place... This Saturday, live on pay-per-view on ROHWrestling.com available for Um, $14.95. Or if you're a
2: ringside member, it's $12.71. Yes! Thank you, John.
3: Uh, We're going to run through the card, we'll share our predictions, you know, perhaps if there's actually been any build behind the specific match, which doesn't seem to be for most of them, we'll talk about that. And yeah, we'll just give our overall thoughts on the pay-per-view. So... Are you guys excited for boiling point oh yes yes
2: no god please no no <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: so yeah we might as well just start with the card we'll start at the bottom now there is a match that has got a lot of controversy on our forum and online in general but as of recording, we're recording this on Tuesday. It has not been confirmed. I think you know what I'm talking about. Do we discuss discuss rather this match? or?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay, yes, so yes.
3: on the ROHwrestling.com website, Brutal Bob wrote a, uh, a column challenging Adam Cole to a Proven Ground match on the pay-per-view. Um, we can only assume this will happen on the pay-per-view. It would be silly for a challenge to be made and a match not to happen. Um, we talked about this Quite a lot. Um, I think it was two weeks ago on the podcast, or maybe last week. Um, about about this match, and you know, brutal Bob being on pay per view, and there's so many other guys that would be better in that spot. But uh, we've actually found out. Um, we it's our understanding that the reason they've put him on this pay per view is to help ticket sales because I think is this his hometown or his home state or something for brutal Bob.
1: Um, so the yeah, ho- maybe he's from Rhode Island, so they're hoping that the local sort of interest in, in Brutal Bob will, will equate to more ticket sales. If you know, brutal, I
3: think
1: that, sorry, go If on. Brutal Bob is the pride and joy of your home state, <laughs> you live in a crappy state. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're going to get some angry emails after saying that. He's I mean, a
1: bad it's guy. Why, why are they counting on a bad guy to boost it? Yeah, tickets? exactly. A bad guy who's not even a wrestler.
3: I mean, yeah. I can only assume that perhaps in that area, He does a lot of indie shows, so perhaps amongst wrestling fans, he is known, he is a respected name. We're not sure because, you know, he has been wrestling for a long time, so maybe all his matches were in this area. So perhaps, who knows, perhaps putting him on the pay-per-view will help with sales, but I don't know. It's not going to help with our pay-per-view sales. I don't know how many tickets Brutal Bob will bring in, but I don't know. I'd still rather see someone else in this spot. I don't know, TJ Perkins or... Anyone? Any, any, any. Carlo even would be better. Oh, Des, I'd like to see Des in there. Lance, yes. Storm, Any, anyone would,
2: would. Mo and Silverberg. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um.
3: So yeah, any. Now we've got that out of the way. You know why Brutal Bob's on the pay per view. What do you guys think? I'll go to you first, John. What do you think? What do you expect? Who do you think's
2: going to win? Oh, God. Um, if it's anything longer than a two minute Adam Cole squash, this match is the dumbest thing ever. There's no reason for this to be any in any way competitive, even though Bob has had competitive matches with Eddie Edwards in the past. <laughs> That's just so <laughs> stupid. But, yeah, this is a. I think I said this last week. It's a pointless throwaway match on a show that seems rather pointless in a throwaway pay-per-view. So, I don't see why this match is happening at all. Like, if they're going to bring in a local wrestler, and even Steven just posted in the chat, that place of birth for, for Brutal Bob is Sw- Swansea, Massachusetts, United States of Swansea, America. Swansea, I think. So, so, if I'm if anybody from Swansea is listening and I mispronounced it, I apologize. I is just going
1: to be another Winston say, and I'm, oh dear.
2: Oh, dear. But, but if they're looking to boost ticket sales by using a local wrestler, they could have used a different local wrestler like that is actually talented. <laughs> um, now, Des,
3: I think it was last week or the week before, you described this as, I think it was a double-edged sword, was the, was the quote you said? Yeah, I called it a double-edged sword because, look, Adam Cole
0: wins, yes, he won a match, but he beat Brutal Bob, who cares? And if he loses, well, then he lost to Brutal Bob, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's double-edged sword. I have good news and I have bad news for you guys. Okay, the good news is Adam Cole will most
1: likely win. The bad news is he'll probably win via roll-up. The bad news is you said (laughs) most likely, which isn't 100% confirmed, which is starting to worry me.
3: Now, you even mentioned, Des that it could go to a time limit draw.
1: Oh, God, that's right.
3: that, That would be terrible. That seems so
1: I, 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 I honestly think Brutal Bob might win.
3: No, no way,
1: but it, it just doesn't he, make sense. He's pinned Davy
3: Richards, he's not gonna really lose to him. <laughs> it doesn't Bob. make sense for
1: him to be in there and then to lose. I, I honestly think Benny will probably screw Cole over and <sighs> Brutal Bob will get a title shot, and maybe he'll let Benny have the title shot instead or something. Oh, god, there you go. That, that, that's the storyline right there. Brutal Bob will win via some kind of Distraction from Bennett and then no, Brutal the Bubba will give his title shot to Bennett. And then yeah, ma- maybe Brutal like Bubba get really like, PO'd and then he'll just walk away and we can all live ever, 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 oh, ha- happily ever after.
3: That just sounds like Ring of Honor right now and that is probably what's going to happen. I'm not excited for that.
1: Oh, if you're listening to Jim Cornette, don't steal my idea. Yeah, just don't listen. Please don't steal it. please. please. Don't do that.
3: <laughs> I like, Let Adam Cole beat him with a kick in, in 10 seconds, please, just... Oh, dear, no. Um, okay, up next, speaking of Jim Cornette, we have Mike Mondo taking on <laughs> Roderick Strong. Uh, Mike Mondo has he's getting pushed to the moon, and it's just come out of nowhere because we said this a couple of times. He was sort of... Not a jobber, more of an enhancement talent, really, on TV at first. You know, he did his cheesy promos on Big, on the Giant Killer, whatever, but he rarely picked up victories, you know, and then he transitioned from that to picking up wins over Matt Taven, TJ Perkins, people like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, Tony McDraw with David Richards. Um, and he's now he's facing Roderick Strong on pay per view, and there's something else in the spoilers that we'll get to later. um Stephen, what do you think? I think we talked about last week, but what do you think about this push of Mondo and what is, do you think he's going to
1: beat strong? I think he might do to be honest. I mean, <laughs> strong really doesn't need wins at the moment. I mean, he's not really doing anything. I suppose we could see, you know, maybe uh Martini asking Algin to get involved in the whole Elgin refusing again, like we've been seeing for the last few weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, as you say, Mon- I mean, he's just, he's becoming J lethal Mark too, isn't he? I mean, what would I mean, happen if Mike Mondo faced Jay Lethal at this point? I think the I think Ring of Honor would just explode. They'd just, <laughs> it would just be. It would just never
3: end crazy. in no tournament match, and it'd just keep going on forever. And it'd be the longest match since that eight man tag. It'd be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do like Mondo. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna say I don't like him because I I, 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 think he's good. I think he's you know massively improved since uh, you know he debuted on on this new TV show. Because I know that we were quite critical of him. Uh, his first I match. The quote was the worst promo I've ever seen. Now I think that was yeah. That's that's quite critical. Um, yes. <laughs> um And I think it's it was come that a long one. Way. Yeah, it was that one match against Taven. I think that really good one where they just sort of beat the crap out of each other for ten minutes. And that was know, yeah, that was a really good match. And I think the the live crowd really rapped into him in that one. And I think they saw that and they thought, well, we need to push someone. Let's just give this guy hundreds of wins. And unfortunately <laughs> for him. Uh, I think, it, if anything, it, it will sort of... It's going to hurt him in my. Yeah, opinion. it's going to hurt him in the long run because people, you know, wrestling fans don't like, you know, the thought of someone being pushed down that throat sort of thing. I mean, mm. yes, give him a few wins, get him more competitive, even give him the match against Steve. You know, it made him look good. Yeah, fine. Then have him, you know, back down, maybe having a, a match of Adam Cole, sort of, you know, proving ground match or something and, mm. you know, just, just let him, you know have a few good matches uh, you know, in the, the mid-card and see where that takes him.
3: Yeah, but... some good matches, some wins, I think that's the way to go. But they just sort of forced him down our throats, just giving them every win they can, like they did with Jay Lethal. And he's sort of skyrocketed up the card above guys that like Champa and pro- probably even Elgin maybe at this point point. That and Bennett. He's just gone above those guys on the card and is in a higher position in such a short amount of time. And I don't think the fans are going to react to that in a positive way. And I think it could turn against them because he's trying to supposed to be a face at this point and I mean a fan's gonna be like oh what's he doing up here so like why is he this high on the card already well people have sort of a, a sort of bad taste in the mouth when they see that' so quick I mean I think they need to sort of slow down his push a bit because as Steven said he is quite good um, I think his promos still need a little work let's reduced the amount of cheese is, is the advice I'd give
2: um but and I, I, I agree I like I like mondo but I agree he's getting over push at this point point. Mm. But do you think any of this has to do with his promo from Best in the World and the reaction he was getting at that show? I think it well, was in pro- that promo, pro-
3: he threatened to rape Maria and do non-PG things with his fecal matter. <laughs> I mean, um, if that's no, how no, you yeah, get yeah. over Ring of Honor, we'd better, we, maybe we'd get over better if we did that sort of thing on the podcast.
1: Like, with the New York crowd, you could just go out there and just say a lot of swear word and just, they'd pop wouldn't they? Well, Stephen just...
3: put cut a promo on the crowd and he was still getting cheered. So that's just New York for, for you.
1: But I think I think that if Mondo
2: would be feuding with Bennett right now, that'd be the perfect level of feud for him. You know, Bennett's on the place on the card, but he's mm-hmm. still high up to where it would be an impressive win if Mondo gets it. And it's, but it's you know if he loses, he's lost that, to Mike Bennett, who's that, who's you know pretty big deal.
3: That would have been the log- logical step to take after the the brief sort of brawl slash match we had at Best in the World. So it would have made sense to have the match between those two at boiling point, but. That's not what
2: right. Ring of Honor ever used logic these days. Yeah,
3: I mean, I doubt the reason for his push is because of that promo. I mean, I'm surely it's because of Cornette, you'd think. If he's the main booker or whatever you want to call it, head of creative, you know, he's going to like him from the OVW days. So I'm guessing that he's one of the driving sort of forces behind this.
1: Mm, I mean, I-, I was thinking the other day and I, I was sort of looking at the, the booking and-, and they just don't seem to have any idea of how to to push somebody up the card. I mean, apart from Algin, really, I mean, they sort of...
3: Well, oh, no, pushed... not really with Algin. He had one match with Davey, and what's he done since?
1: Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you look at O'Reilly, I mean, regardless of what... This you, know, this, you know, this recent thing in uh, Ohio... Where was Where was it? Ohio, was it? Iowa? Iowa, oh, oh, that's it. The oh, same place, really. Um, Iowa. Um, you know, uh, even before then, I mean... He, he had that really good. Yeah, he had that really good match with Cole at... Um, at showdown in the sun that no one saw and then apart from you know that 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 time between that one and and the match at the hybrid fighting rules yeah the hybrid fighting rules that he really didn't appear at all I mean he's not really been on the tv show much recently um even Cole I mean after the um yeah he
3: lost so much momentum after pinning Davey
1: yeah and then he had the title match with Davey but between then and winning the tv title he really didn't you know and really didn't do much to be honest and then you look at I mean, Champa is still. He's the perfect you know, example of how they don't know how to push someone. He's in exactly the same spot now as he was twelve months ago, I mean, he's still facing Jobbers, He's still, you know, they're, I, I think they really, they really screwed Champa up. They should have never have had a lethal beat him and no, and definitely beat not. him for his, uh, his uh, undefeated streak. There was just no reason to do that. They really, his, his, his
3: streak should have ended in a title match against Davy or whoever the champ was. That would have, made yeah, sick. that
1: it just meant nothing because. The, that feud as well just was a bit stupid and that meant nothing um I mean yes and month mundo I mean he's just they they just think that w- winning every match is an instant sort of way to push somebody and you know it's mm-hmm. sometimes uh, a good loss is you know is more beneficial than an average win sort of thing. yeah
3: I mean look at Elgin he lost to Davy but look how over that got that match got him at showdown in the sun
1: yeah I mean they just uh, it's it's surprising because I mean the, the amount of years Cornet's been in you know in wrestling and they just he just uh, him and Delirious if they're you know if they're equal rights or whatever you know they just seem to have no idea really how to how to push people and it's it's kind of worrying when you've got someone like Cornet who's got you know been in wrestling for so long that it that you know that these problems just seem so basic when you talk about mm. them the, the surely there has to be you know a better way to get someone over than just taking a guy who You know, at at the time of the, you know, when the TV show started, he wasn't even under contract. Yeah, he he wasn't. No, he came in, had a couple of decent matches on the TV. He was then they gave him a contract, and you know, since then he's probably he's hardly lost a match to be honest. So, you know, I don't I don't really know what's happening with the booking. I think they're still in sort of limbo to, you know, in what to do to be honest. So, Mm. I don't really know what's happening. It's just there's it's worrying at this stage. I think because they're. They just don't really seem to have much clue, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, up next, we have a uh,
3: two out of three falls match between Jay Lethal and Tommaso Ciampa. Now, Stephen, about, I don't know, two minutes ago, you said this feud was stupid. Well, it's still going on. For some reason, I thought Ciampa was feuding with Roderick Strong he or the dis- House of disappeared Truth.
1: disappeared, and then, they just re- then just randomly
3: threw this uh, match in. in two out of three falls, I mean... Ugh, is lethal going to win two in a straight? No, Ch- mean, if
1: Champa doesn't win this, then it's just ridiculous. Champa has to win this.
3: Dez, what what are your thoughts on this two out three falls match?
1: Well, Champa's in the middle of this breakaway
0: storyline with the embassy. I'm thinking, you know, Jay Lethal's got no storyline right now, so he can afford the loss. Yes, he's unbeatable, <laughs> Jay Lethal. <laughs> I know I'm going against the the rules of God here, but I think <laughs> J- Jay Lethal could take the loss. Tommaso Ciampa could showcase his dominance, get two straight falls, and then do whatever he's going to do with R.D. Evans and Prince Nana.
3: I, I personally thought he'd be facing Roderick Strong after the whole whole House of Truth collusion thing was revealed, but for some reason he's now facing J.L. Lethal again. I mean, I don't understand why. Haven't they finished that stuff? I, I don't understand.
1: They, they haven't really got a clue what to do with Lethal, so they've had to do that and you know, so that, I think they they really run out of ideas for for lethal and uh, you know, Champa's and really...
3: Champa. I mean, what is he doing now? He's just well,
1: saying... yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, John, are you do you care about this one? Um, I'm actually gonna go get my wrist tape from the car. Oh,
3: well, <laughs> hopefully he'll uh, he'll come back. Hopefully he's not with Casino or something. Um... Wait, you come back with my money first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Um, he looks like he, he's he's a bandit or something. I don't know what's going on. A- anyway, um, so yeah, Steven? this
1: match. Yeah, Sorry, isn't Steven the podcast bandit? I'm supposed to be. I think John's stolen that. John that just steals, steals the title from me. Um, steals everything.
3: St- this match, I mean, the tenth anniversary match was terrible. The time limit draw. The one at Border Wars was was good. I actually really enjoyed it, but it didn't. Lethal didn't need to win. Um, the triple threat with Strong at Best in the World was quite good as well. But Ring of Honor love doing too much of a good thing. I mean, we don't need to see this again. The f- the storylines ended. This match serves no purpose. I'm sure it'll be okay. But if unbeatable Jelly Ethel picks up the win, oh dear, this
1: gonna I, be. I, I can see this ending in some sort of, you know, Nana getting involved It's Nana against... rolls Austin. in the ring,
3: ha yeah. ha, and just sort of <laughs> something. Randomly stick-
1: rolling around and accidentally trips into to Champer again. Yeah. Oh,
3: dear. anyway. Um, now up next we do have Elgin versus Haas, but John's not here, so I think we'll skip that and then we'll talk about it when he's back, because you know how much he loves Charlie. Well, Haas.
1: if he doesn't come back, I mean, he's, it's been a long time already. He's only off for.
3: He's only getting his wrist tape. I mean, he's got our money. He's no, he's not going to run off with the money. He'll come back. Um, so up next we have actually, and we need John for this bit as well. We need him to explain the rules of a mixed tag team match because John is the master of explaining rules of matches. After the- I don't know the rules, like who fights who, John. Yeah, what? this 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 podcast has just gone into ruins. I mean, I might have to start tweeting and doing shoot promos about John. <laughs> it's very nice. Disrespecting the locker room here. Um, okay, so do we move on to the match after that and then come back to the stuff when John's here?
1: We'll talk about Elgin and Haas and we can just briefly get his thoughts when he comes back.
3: Okay, so yeah, up next on the card, we have Michael Elgin versus Charlie Haas for no reason whatsoever. Does anyone know why these two are having a match? Someone fill me in.
1: Because they had a match before, and we need the rematch. Duh! Of course.
3: When was this match?
1: It defaulted on a nine, was it?
3: I yes, think. yes, it was. Because Short and Benjamin faced Mondo. Uh, sorry, Bennett on the same same card.
1: Yeah, I mean, as I remember, I think that match wasn't. It wasn't too bad, but you know, as you say, this it, it's one of those matches that are just randomly throwing in. I mean, it should be decent enough. I mean, it's always
3: see. entertaining.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see who wins. I mean, it's quite interesting how you know ha- how they'll play out because, as you say, you know, Haas is just the ultra heel, the outlaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, will Algin work as a face in this match, or will he? He's got it, hasn't he? I yeah. really think so. Yeah, and I, well, I, I don't well, know why he's going with Martinis this.
3: Martini's with him or not?
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Martine. Well, didn't he recently? For one of his matches, tell Martini not to come out.
3: Yeah, he sent him to the back because otherwise, so, Martini would have been at ringside three matches in a row. So uh,
1: yeah, so maybe Elgin will do that again. And who do you think is going to
3: pick up the win? Logic would state uh, Elgin, but Ring of Honor don't like that. So perhaps Roderick Strong will botch interference as he always does, and then house will win.
1: I don't know because I keep saying after for every match that some kind of screwy ending could finish. So I, I don't know. I mean. Like, yeah, so Logic would say Elgin needs to get the win. I mean, Haas is, doesn't really need the win at this point, especially in a singles match. But. Yeah,
3: I mean, Elgin's still got a world title shot to cash in, we we think, at some I point.
1: Think, I think he lost it. I think he's mislaid it somewhere. He must have definitely in McDonald's or somewhere. I mean, Maybe
3: he, John's got it. We, we don't know. I mean, someone might have it.
1: Maybe it's in the boot of his car. Maybe we should go and check it.
3: Yeah. Maybe we can cash it in at the pay-per-view. That'd be good. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I hope Elgin wins. If he is going to be challenging for Steen soon, he'd need to pick up this win. As you said, you know, Haas is a tag wrestler, so he can afford to lose this at this point. Um, So, yeah, I think that's all we we can really say for that match. I'm sure it'll be okay. I mean, I don't think I'm looking forward to it that much, to be honest. I mean, at least, you know, Mondo versus Strong should be pretty good. Lethal Champa will be okay, but this match I don't know. It just doesn't sound like two guys that will click like in the ring. But we'll have to see this Saturday uh, live on pay per view. Um, oh, it should be noted actually, we'll be doing live tweeting during the show on at rh underscore world on Twitter. So for those of you who aren't watching the show live, um, we'll be tweeting all the results and all the happenings, so uh, you'll know what you're missing. And we'll also have a full detailed results or report type thing once the uh, pay-per-view is over.
1: Yeah, we'll let you know what's going uh, on in and outside the rings. Yeah, uh,
3: Prince Nana says this is the place to go for that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, We then have Eddie Edwards and Sarah Del Rey taking on Mike Bennett and Maria in a mixed tag team match.
1: Now, I've no idea what this is, but maybe we can talk about the, the, you know, the... Why the match has been put together, and our views on the overall match rather than the the stipulation, because I have no idea what it is.
3: Yeah, we need we really do need John. So I mean, I
1: know I know what a tag team match is, but I, the, I I have no idea what that word means. To be honest, I've never heard it before.
3: <laughs> so uh, I'll go to you, Dez. What do you think of the the sort of build heading into this match? I mean, we've seen Edwards and Bennett feud for sort of on and off for quite a while now. Ah, uh, we have. I don't remember that
1: at all, um, <laughs> Steven, You remember this? That that that's how, you know, amazing it's been. I mean, it's it, they seem to have faced each other quite a few times recently. I mean, it's it's one of them fuses again, like the lethal champ that sort of just ended, and then because neither guy is doing anything, they've randomly brought it back again. And um, mm. yeah, this match is just one of those matches where you know I don't, I'm not really expecting anything from it, and I doubt it's going to be very uh, good. But... I mean, we've seen Edwards versus Bennett several times and
3: it's never been that good um sarah yeah. del rey versus maria um i'm not a fan of women's wrestling and Stephen often gets very controversial when we talk about it so i'm not too sure what's going to happen there so you merge them into one match uh
1: okay i don't really what i will say is that they've, they've really really hyped it the amount of times that they've had you know run-ins and, you know, the, the storyline behind it, they, they have, you know, they, they've really put time and, and, and effort into building this match up, which is a bit surprising, I guess, for a match that's going to be, you know, middle of the card and and, and What is Edwards doing at this point? He's just sort of, I don't know. Losing.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, <laughs> surely he won't know. Sarah Del Rey will make Maria tap in this one, for sure. Especially if it is her last match, you know, with rumours of her going to WWE. So, I'm pretty sure she'll pin or make Maria tap out surely
1: yeah well you you think
3: so again but unless Edwards has to use the, his new move the roll up on Bennett yeah, to like feeding. we've seen that several times now from Edwards
0: you think he'll have to dig deep and hit the chop your face? I
3: don't <laughs> know is that even allowed in a
1: uh, I don't know. Exactly it, much? Is it... it might be banned Yeah, that's been maybe alongside the pole driver the, the, the chop your face has also been banned from Ring of One I don't know
3: yeah I'm not, not 100% sure on that Um, John is still not here, so we're just going to move on without ever knowing what a mixed tag team Uh, match is. uh, We'll ask him
1: when he comes back, because we we need to know, because I I need to write a report on this, and I've got no idea what's happening, so... (laughs)
0: Come on, how do you mix a tag match? It's impossible, right? Uh, Okay.
1: Are are there going to be two rings? Are there going to be three referees? War
0: Games? Oh, War Games Returns... Okay, I'm missing my trip, guys, sorry. War (laughs)
3: Games. I have to watch War Games. Uh up next we have uh the Briscoes taking on Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino, which I believe also happened at a recent live event. Um I can't remember where off the top of my head.
1: Was it the but... Milwaukee one, was it? Have they had have they have never had a show in Milwaukee? <laughs> um
3: yeah.
1: Yes, let's just go with that. Yeah, let's go with Milwaukee. Was it Pittsburgh? Might have been Pittsburgh. It was one of the shows that did better.
3: Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I think it was Milwaukee. <laughs> it wasn't Pittsburgh. I've double-checked. Anyway, so yeah, they've had the match before. There's been a little bit of a rivalry between the Briscoes and uh, Scum. We saw Rep Titus get involved at, the I think it was, the Milwaukee show. And uh, they're having a six-man tag cage match at the uh, North Carolina show in September, I think. Early September, just before. Yeah, the cage the
1: cage match, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah so uh, that, that rivalry is obviously... Being happening sort of off the screen so there's been no sort of build for us to to see but there's been build for us to read about anyway um, so I'm sure this match will be quite good I mean Jimmy Jacobs is is good, Karina is pretty good as well So and the Briscoes are always fantastic so I'm sure it'll be better than the match with the Guardians of Truth um, and I'm pretty sure the Briscoes will pick up the way Um, so it looks like John is back after that loud interruption in the Skype chat. <laughs> now we were just talking about the uh, Eddie Edwards Del Del Rey versus Bennett and Maria match, but none of us know what a mixed tag team match is. Would uh, you know? You're the master of the rules. You know, you've got the wrestling, pro wrestling rule book sat beside you at home. Could you explain to the uh, listeners what a, a mixed tag team match is?
2: Yes, I would love to explain what a mixed tag team match is. And a mixed tag team match is a match that features one man and one woman on a, on a team. Um, it's uh, the men only wrestle the men, and the women only wrestle the women. So, any, so I guess it will only be Mike Bennett versus Eddie Edwards, and then Maria versus Sarah Del Rey. So, anytime a man tags in to his female partner, the other female partner must also enter the match, and the and the match goes to the first pinfall, count-out, submission, or disqualification. Unless Uh, otherwise noted.
0: So am I to understand, then, that if, say, Mike Bennett tags into Maria, Sarah Del Rey has to come in even if she doesn't want to?
2: Yes. uh, Aha. I get the impression, John,
3: (laughs) you're you're not as, uh, well, sort of... You haven't learned as much about this rules as you, as you did the hybrid fighting rules from a few no, weeks ago. No, no,
2: no, because, because, because I'm kind of... Sometimes I get confused between mixed tag team matches and intergender gender tag team matches, but the main... Wait, what's the difference? The main difference between a mixed tag team match and a gender match is that in a mixed tag team match, men can only wrestle men and women can only wrestle women, unless there's other unusual pairings such as you know midgets or something, <laughs> but...
3: <laughs> uh, let's just change the topic for you. it's
2: turning casino wrestling
3: but
0: but
2: but in intergender matches men can wrestle women and ru- women can wrestle men but this is a mixed tag team match so okay. okay. a,
3: a mixed tornado tag match thank you for, for game. applying that john uh, I'll go to you actually first, John. What do you think of the uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Corino versus the Briscoes match? Who do you think is going to pick up the win?
2: Um, I'm not sure who's going to pick up the win. To be honest, uh, I haven't really thought about this match too much. Uh, it it should be a good match. Um, you know, everybody in this match is at least pretty good, so it should be an enjoyable match to watch. I, uh, thinking about it, I'm we'll about to go with maybe. Jacobs and Karina Pigment went win kind of further along the uh, Scum uh, faction as they get more and more wins and more and more power in Ring of Honor. So, mm. I, 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 if I'd guess it, I'd have to go with them.
3: Yeah, I mean, they have got that cage match so it would lead towards that but then again, that's only a house show so I'm leaning towards the Briscoes to be honest. How about you, Stephen?
1: Yeah, I'd probably say the Briscoes as well. I'm not really really sure why but i just think Jimmy think... jacob's very
3: very rarely picks up wins so
1: yeah I mean, he's think... in
3: there he's there to take the pin that seems to be his role
1: that i think you know, this match should be pretty good i mean this is probably the, the second uh you know match i'm sort of looking forward to behind the main event so yeah this, this should i mean uh, as john said all four guys uh you know are, are very good so um i'm hoping this one will be uh be, be pretty good and yeah, I think the Briscoe's a win just to sort of uh I don't know, I don't know, I just think that they're more likely to to pick up the win. I don't think Jacobs and Corinna really n- need the win with with Steen as, as champion to be honest. So I'd say the Briscoes. But speaking I, I think of, the team could really speaking really, really of win. Kevin
3: segue? Uh, well, in, in the main event we have a Ring of Honor World title match as Kevin Steen defends the bout against Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Now I have never seen an Eddie Kingston match, so I have no expectations going into this. I've heard good things, but I haven't seen anything for myself, and the people on the forum talk a lot of nonsense sometimes, so who knows if they're saying the truth or not. But a lot of people are excited for this, I'm personally not, but that's just me because I haven't seen anything. I did enjoy the sort of confrontation between the two at the 10th anniversary, I thought that was quite good. But... um, I'll go to you, John. I think you're quite a big fan of Kingston. So, are you, I'm
2: sure, I'm assuming you're excited for this. Oh, definitely. This is the one match on the show I'm really looking forward to, and it really is the one match on the show that justifies it being an iPay pay per view. Uh, these two men kind of have similar styles, kind of brawl, kind of. Uh, yeah, I guess more of a brawl than actual wrestling style. Now, and, and...
1: has this been announced
3: as a sort of gimmick match, like no DQ, no house party, anything that like I know
1: that? Of. Not that I know of, I wouldn't be surprised if he's added it, on. It, during- it definitely will be. I mean, I think I said to you earlier the other day that maybe they'll they'll start on the outside and you, like, use a, yeah. a, a chair or something, and then Cornet will come out and say, like, just make it an ODQ match just to, you know, just to basically try and get the balance. No, they don't want
2: to
3: announce it as an ODQ match to perhaps try and increase values or something.
2: But I don't think this match needs to be an no ODQ match to be good. I mean, they've had a mm. match with Jakara back during the Synergy shows. And it was no DQ, and although it had the no finish with Steen low-blowing uh, Kingston, it was still a very good match and a really good brawl. So I don't think these two need the hardcore element to have a good match together, but I'm expecting you know big things from this match, because I'm a big fan of both of these guys. So hopefully this match will deliver and kind of save this show. <laughs> if you're still watching at that point.
3: But uh, how about you, Dez?
0: I, I, my big concern with this before, before TV this week was if I'm a casual fan watching Ring of Honor on TV for the first time or this, you know, I'm new to Ring of Honor. I watch and I'm wondering who the hell is Kevin Steen or who the hell is Eddie Kingston and why is he getting a title shot against Kevin Steen? What has he done to get the shot? I mean, yeah, what, he was at a pay-per-view once and Kevin Steen yelled at him, so he should get a title shot for it. Um, so this week when Eddie Kingston got an opportunity to cut that live promo I think he showed a a level of fire and intensity that I think Mm. a casual fan could really get behind, especially with the things he talked about. You know, he talked about his family. He talked about Larry Sweeney. He put over the fact that the Ring of Honor title is something that he's been working 10 years, and he lost his family just to be champion. And I don't see how a casual fan couldn't get behind just Mm. that passion that Eddie Kingston demonstrated last week.
3: Now, we did actually see Jim Cornette sort of justify this choice on if tv a few weeks ago i think we need to download this quote so we can keep playing it something along the lines of we don't have anyone he was he was talking about the roster talking about how he's got to go outside to find people to try and take the belt off steam because you know the roster just has no one which is very true connect connect you, you really don't at this point
0: we don't have stars because we don't know how to build people up correctly
3: yeah it's so funny if you said that that'd be a uh, fantastic
1: <laughs> and to, to be fair des in terms of what has kingston done to a title shot. Mondo got a title shot for for banging a locker. So um, that's true. That's <laughs> very true. And
3: I, I've heard word that after my cat's promo last week, he's actually getting a title shot on the next TV tape in <laughs> fan yeah, appreciation. Just... Ooh! Oh, he's
1: not in Ring of Honor, so he counts, doesn't he? I mean, yeah,
3: he's. You know, he did that promo last week. He's he's got his you know his flight paid for by Cornet. Cornet was that impressed. You know, he, he's he's basically f- Cornet has run out of humans to face steam Now he's gone to the animal race to try and find someone to defeat him. So, you know, he's going to perhaps get a cat, uh, a lion or even a rhino to try and dethrone steam. <laughs> um so that wraps up uh, the preview of bombing point. Now we've run down the card. Um we- we've talked about all the matches, shared our predictions. Um I think you can sort of tell that the general expectations are not that high. I still think it should have been a reduced price. I mean, Tenth anniversary was ten dollars, but that actually had a really good card, and they made that ten dollars because it was was it just a month before Showdown in the Sun or the, or something like that, three or four weeks.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um,
3: so they made it cheaper, sort of like, oh yeah, we we know they're close together or whatever, so here's sort of a a special deal, um, but this is the full fifteen dollar price. They announced it less than three weeks before the show. Um, the card is meh. Um, I did some calculations yesterday, didn't I Stephen, with the calendar um, you did, you did. based on when the uh, the next set of TV tapings are happening and, and based on what has already been taped I've worked out that there will be road rage from boiling Point unless they show something else I don't know what they could show but there are two to three weeks where there'd be no tapings to show so they're going to have to show something and they'll probably just show Bowling Point and Road Rage. So
1: Was, was one of the recent live events, of uh, I almost said rage, uh, Road Rage, Road uh, Rage. I don't uh, think any. it
3: was announced as, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but it is based on the patterns we've been seeing. You know, all live pay-per-views, I think, since 10th anniversary or showdown the Sun have been Road Rage at some point. So there is yeah. a big gap coming up, just to warn you, so... If you're not hundred percent sure, maybe wait and see if it is road rage. If it's not, you can just pick up the replay, perhaps, or maybe just wait and see if the reviews are good. Who listen to RH Cast episode forty nine? We'll, uh, we'll tell you all about the show then. But uh, yeah, otherwise, if you although if you are looking forward to the card, just buy it. But uh, hmm. personally, if I wasn't doing this site, I wouldn't be picking it up. But uh, that's just me. Any uh, final thoughts on uh, bonding point before we move on?
1: It's gonna be hot. I have, I have a weird feeling this could turn out to be actually a really, really good pay-per-view. Because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Ring of Honor is they always, you know, the most, well, always ninety percent of the time they do deliver in the ring. But you know, even if you know, the card isn't the greatest, I mean, I, I think I remember Death of Honor you know, not having a great card, but it actually turned out to be a pretty good show. And oh, yeah, you
3: know, last year, I remember that. Yeah, you know,
1: well, the card for this is is much weaker, and a lot of the matches do look quite unappealing. You know, I think, in, you know, actually in the ring, I think they'll turn out to be pretty decent. So, I think, because our expectations are so low for this show, that I think we'll probably be pleasantly surprised. So... I suppose the
3: expectations a... are so low that they could literally do anything
1: and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, a suplex. <laughs> my god, how good was that? Oh, god, finger poke of doom. Wow. <laughs> Bob Evans won the proving ground. Yes,
3: <laughs> no, that will definitely not happen. Um, uh, submission, oh my god, by submission. <laughs> oh, my gosh, my submission. What dragon sleeper, like, he's been training with seven. Or something or the dragon sleeper, <laughs> um. So, so, yeah, that wraps up Bowling Point this Saturday live on iPay-Per-View. Um, be sure to check out all the coverage on rhworld.com and the live pre-show at 6.30pm Eastern on rhworld.com slash live. And uh, now we are going to the um, listener topics which you have sent in. There's several ways you can send these in. You can uh, tweet us at rh underscore uh, you can write on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. Um, you can send us an email to contact at or you can uh, go to our forum rohworld.com slash forum. Um, that's probably the best way to do things. We get most of our questions from there. So uh, I think there's a RH Cast thread. Just post any questions you've got in there and we'll discuss them on the show. Or you can, oh, I just forgot, you can also leave a voicemail to uh, 1619 822 2211. If you leave a voicemail on there we'll play it on the show and uh, discuss your questions or opinions. And as usual Stephen has all of the questions for us. Oh sorry.
1: (laughs) That's not my music.
3: Technical issues with the uh, production team there.
1: (laughs) Why didn't we test this beforehand? (laughs) Um, yeah, we've got a few this week. Only, only John, the voicemail um, Oh yeah,
3: go on then, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a voicemail from uh, Justin who also left one a few weeks ago. So uh, yeah, here's the voicemail we got a couple of days ago.
2: Hello, Justin again, Colin. I uh, want to get your guys' opinions on uh, Team
0: Bandits, aka Team Ambition. I'm sure somebody's probably asked a question about
1: it, about the whole situation, so you don't have to necessarily discuss that. But do you think Kyle O'Reilly, since he's the only one kind of left in RH right now, will be the one to suffer, kind of like
0: when the quick incident happened and Triple H was the one to suffer? Just want to get your guys' opinion. Keep up the good work. Uh,
3: yeah, I think actually we did have a question last week about the whole Team Bandit um, sort of situation. Um, but we didn't really talk about how this could affect O'Reilly, and it's. Uh, it was interesting to note that originally he was supposed to be at the latest set of tv tapings and um, that took place last friday he was supposed to take on tony Casina, but that was uh sort of pulled just from the show completely and um you know maybe you could understand them not wanting to book Casina after he tried to power drive a kid repeatedly on his neck or whatever but O'Reilly just wasn't booked in any match at all and from what we understand it is because of this situation. Um, Hopefully they'll book him again soon because he is a great talent and they shouldn't let something like this affect him. And he's even come out and apologised. I think he's the only one that has. I'm not sure if Davey did or not. Um, So hopefully this sort of association with the Team Bandit won't affect him too much because you'd think that he would have been perhaps in the six man challenge thing that's on the TV tapings or something. And it's a bit disappointing that he was just completely taken off the card. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I have to, quote, you know, kind of agree with you on that one. I think it's pretty obvious that th- this is the reason, you know, for them to randomly pull that match. When I think had O'Reilly a- attacked Kazina in one of the live events. Yeah, he did. I think it was
3: in Pittsburgh or Milwaukee. He, uh, yeah, he, one he, of the two. To Darius yeah. Thomas, and then put, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. He put Kazina in an armbar afterwards, um, and sort of when Casino was trying to tell him to stop. So they obviously did build towards it, but now I've just pulled it because of the team bandit situation from last
1: week. Wait, was was O'Reilly stretching Thomas, and was, was, was Casino telling him to stop stretching him? Well, perhaps he wasn't stretching him, because was like, give him a power driver! <laughs> his head! And then O'Reilly
3: was like, I'm not doing that! You put him in an armbar to teach him a lesson. That's, you know... O'Reilly could be the face in that angle, we we don't know.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's disappointing for him that it's... You know this has happened, and to be honest, out of all you know the, the three guys, he's got the most to lose, really, because I mean Kazina has never been an RH regular. I mean he only really gets booked because of uh, because of Richards, and you know Richards, you know he's he always he's always coming out and saying that he's you know he's done everything he wants to in wrestling, and uh, he's retiring you know, next year, isn't he? Well, yeah, he's retiring next year. So if bring him I didn't bring him back. It wouldn't be you know a massive sort of uh, um, sort of heartbreak or anything for him. So I think O'Reilly is, is the guy who's Got the most to lose, and I hope this whole thing hasn't, you know, put ROH off, you know, booking him because, you know, he's he, as you say, he's a talent. You know, he's uh, he has got a bright future. So hopefully, they do bring him back. I mean, I think they will because mm-hmm. Ring of Honor aren't really in the, you know, position where they can start turning away uh, talented people because they've done, you know, something stupid. Which by the sound of it, you know, it was it was mainly Richards and Kazina to be honest. It didn't really sound like a Riley really instigated anything he was just sort of following them so uh yeah i mean i think he will be back and i think you know it's pretty obvious the the, the whole uh incident team team bandit thing what was the reason he's, he's not on this the tapings but hopefully he'll be back soon uh
3: so yeah i think that's uh justin's question answered thank you for uh, leaving that voicemail and uh any other listeners out there feel free to call in and leave a voicemail as well so uh yeah, we'll go to you, Stephen, with
1: the questions on Twitter, etc. Mm, we've got one on the forum. Well, we've got a few on the forum from Marcus. Um, we actually
3: have a new one that's been posted since we started recording. So make sure you. I know, sure. I
1: know. I know. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm make sure it's on, on the ball.
3: You weren't on the ball before we recorded, so. Uh, just
1: Making sure. <laughs> I, I only, I only bring my eye, my eye game for the big shows when we, uh, when we're recording. So. Um, ah, I see. I see. Marcus asks, "Who is taller and more likely to be remembered by wrestling history?" Hornswaggle or Tony Cazina? <laughs> I think the answer to both is Hornswaggle, to be honest. Definitely, yes. Definitely taller. Um, next one. <laughs> I've, no, I've no real idea what he's going for in this one, but I don't these really are, have any idea. We, we know
3: it. these are trial questions, by the way, but we read them out every week. for I don't know why, to be honest. We just encourage Because, it.
1: because we don't have any others, and they're quite amusing. <laughs> the um, assuming by the time this airs, Matt Taven ended Jay Lethal's streak on the TV Tavens, is Kevin Kevin Kelly becoming more of a bitch as time goes on? <laughs> 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 I think Michael Cole back when he was a face with Taz and JBL. What? I
3: don't.
0: I've no,
1: I've no real idea what Kevin Kelly becoming a bitch has got to do with Matt Taven ending J lethal streak. To be honest, but. Oh. Um. Yeah. Probably. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. That's a. Valid yeah, answer. That's, that's Definitely. Uh, and third one, at the rate RRH is going, are we are we to expect a new tag team, the Evans brothers, Brutal Bob and Barrister RD to challenge the <laughs> new
3: <laughs> Well, we're about to discuss the spoilers, so maybe they were in the tournament. You'll have to tune Uh-oh. in to find out.
1: Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. Um we've got one on Facebook from Macklin. He says Um Oh this is sort of a spoiler as well. Um save it for the spoiler segment then okay um we have a tweet um from well from a couple of guys we you know you might know i mean i think there's been a lot of sort of uh rumors you know surrounding who these guys are people have been sort of scratching and and banging their heads you know it's been a (laughs) oh no (laughs) there's been there's been lots of sort of talk about them it's been a you know, it's, it's like banging your head against a, a brick wall, really, trying to figure out who these guys are. But um, a, lot, a lot of headbanging I've just talked about there. But um, it's, it's a tweet from the Guardians of Truth. Um, they say you should be discussing the best team in RH, the Guardians of Truth. Well, we discussed them earlier. We discussed them during the TV um, discussion, which they probably won't want to listen to if they're expecting... Um, <laughs>
3: Very yeah, perhaps we should re-record
1: them. that segment. But, uh... but yeah, Guardians of Truth. I, I, I know people have been quite negative about them, and while they, I don't think they've hundred percent clicked in the ring. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested to see where this whole thing goes and whether they are eventually unmasked. um you I know, doubt it. Yeah. To show whoever they are, because you know it's we, we've got no idea to be honest. But um, <laughs> thanks for that tweet, Guardians uh, got Mr. Guardian One and Mr. Guardian Two. That's uh, what I don't like 2? about them.
2: When I try to write my
1: TV report, I have no idea how to differentiate the two of them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're both sort of similar size and and everything, aren't they? So, mm. so
2: we wear different colored masks next time is my is my uh, suggestion.
1: Yes, that's that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, right, we have another one as well on the forum. I knew this. Um, Uh, DX versus NWO 1994 asks: What changes do you think ROH should make that could improve the overall product? Well, that's a that's a whole new podcast. (laughs) Wait,
3: now how long do you want this podcast to be? Three hours or something? I mean, come on. No
1: time, (laughs) no time limit.
3: Um, To improve it, I'll give a couple of things: the booking, the production, the roster. That's now, basically everything. Now that's pretty much everything that makes up a wrestling organization, isn't it? So <laughs> there you go.
1: I, I think there's. I think you can always improve. I mean, I don't think there's ever a yeah. point where you can't get better. I mean, I think first and foremost the, the booking. I mean, I know the presentation's bad, and but yeah, you know, uh, in terms of in-ring product, I think the booking has to be has to be better. I mean, I know there aren't. You know, the roster's not stacked, but. There are guys that they've got there that they could be using so much better than what they are. And first and foremost, they should be using the guys they've already got to the best that they can. Mm. Um, and then yeah. maybe start. before
3: considering bringing other guys in to swap out who they've already got, like Young. Yeah. Buck, for Example.
1: Yeah, I mean they've got guys there that they can use. They're just completely, you know, misusing them. So I'd say the number one, in my opinion, is 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 booking and sort mm. of uh, sort of figuring out where they want to go with things because they seem to be. You know, some storylines they, you know, they seem to be going, and then they just disappear for a few weeks, and they bring them back. There doesn't, there seems to be quite a, you know, lack of continuity with, with everything at the moment. So, I'd say, yeah, I'd say the booking personally, but. Mm.
2: Book. Uh, John. Yeah, basically what you said. Just they need to be more consistent with how they book people. Don't just give somebody a push for a few months, then just have them drop off the face of the earth, and then. Don't just have pushes come out of nowhere when they don't make any sense. Just use who you have to the best of your abilities, and it doesn't seem like they're doing that right now. Tess? I think you just
0: have to work on building up your guys, work on building up your younger guys, but do it in a manner that you know makes sense, like John said, and uh, mm. make them connect, either on a villain to fan level or on a hero to fan level. You can't just kind of shove people down your throat. You can't, mm. Eric, you can't Garrett Bischoff Mike Mondo to the top, if you know what I mean.
1: Gotta <laughs> it. It's got to be natural, you know. Mm. Are you suggesting that Mike Mondo is actually Jim Cornette's son? I am. I am suggesting <laughs> he has a Jim Cornette tattoo hidden somewhere. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to know where that is, to be honest. <laughs> um, And I believe that's the end of the listener topics for this week. Um... Okay, so uh,
3: thank you to everyone who sent those in, and uh, be sure to send some more in for for next week if you've got any thoughts or opinions on boiling point after watching it we'll be reviewing it on next week's show and uh, well yeah we'll be doing the live show as well on uh, on saturday so if you want to have your question answered then just listen to the show and there'll be a chat box there but uh, yeah after you've watched boiling point send your thoughts across and we'll uh, discuss them on the show
0: hey real quick are you gonna drink tea while you watch boiling boiling point
3: <laughs> oh dear
0: <laughs> i had to i'm sorry
3: oh, uh, <laughs> um yeah, so now we'll get on to the. I was gonna say spoilers, but for those who don't want to mi- uh, hear the spoilers, that would they'd miss out on a segment. Um, a few weeks ago, I watched Davey Richards and Kyle Riley do their PWG um, Battle of Los Angeles promo for the first time ever, and gave my sort of live reaction to the strangeness that I was yes. seeing, and uh, that was a very popular segment that we did, and we're going to try and bring that back this week. And uh, Commentary. Unfortunately, I've already seen the video in question for this week, but uh, John hasn't. So while I try and find the video, can one of you three stall very briefly? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I've tried to find the video, and I've just come across Stephen's signature on the forum, which is him and John photoshopped us the guidance of truth. (laughs) Uh, I need to ignore that. Okay, here it is.
1: What do you mean Photoshop? Hey!
3: Um, So, John, I'm about to send you a video. It's called Team Ambition is Dead. This is Wrestling's (laughs) Most Wanted. Um, I've put it in the Skype chat, and I'd like you to sort of watch this video and, uh, you know, give us your live thoughts. Tell everyone what you're seeing, what the hell's going on.
2: All right, I'm clicking on it right now. Team ambition is dead. This is wrestling's most wanted. 13 likes, 96 dislikes. Oh, <laughs> dear. Okay. We're, we're, we're starting that with them three short loops of blindfolds on saying Brother. wrestling's <laughs> most
1: wanted. <laughs> that lady's <person> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's that guy? I heard of I we, got, we got, we got, we got, we hey, got Davey I'm Richards, sorry, Collor, I mean, about respect tradition the old days. I come out here. I show chase Owen respect and I Oh, I show him respect. But this guy right here spit on the NWA the title and threw it in the garbage. We kind of have we have, have, we have, have Davey Richards, Tony Gazina yeah, yeah, and some guy course, course, talking and Davey Richards was bragging about assaulting a woman a minute ago.
3: <laughs> He's been learning from Mike Mondo or something. <laughs> Does this guy not
2: realize that this guy right here puts people <laughs> Cause he, looks like well, I mean, <laughs> he looks like a gremlin. Oh, gremlins. <laughs> oh no, now they're... Uh-oh, Kuzina, Kuzina, Kuzina just... <laughs> Kazina just dropped his age limit to six-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> it was a disgusted look on his face. Oh, God, Kazina wants a world heavyweight championship shot? That's the worst promotion in the world if he's in the heavyweight title picture. Oh, God, he just yelled. <laughs> 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 first things first, okay, don't send a boy to do a man's job, or Tony's gonna put you right on your head. When it comes to NWA, comes everyone who's pissed off on the internet, comes everyone around the world. This is what we do. Ah, Apparently, kill they kill them all. Oh. Thank God there's no more team ambition. Good God, that was the worst name. (laughs) Is it finished, John? Yeah, it is over.
0: That was (laughs) the best commentary ever. Sir, you are the next
3: Joey Styles. That was phenomenal.
2: (laughs) Thank you, I appreciate the uh, compliment. After
3: that live reaction, if you have any other Ring of Honor only, please, related videos you would like us to watch and give our live reactions, yeah. Just send us a, an email or tweet or whatever and we'll be sure to uh, watch them on the show. All of them have featured Davey Richards so far, so who knows what i will get up to within the next week for us to watch. But uh, uh, I, like,
1: I like some of the, the comments, by the way. I, thought, I don't know if people want to know some of the, the comments on the video, but wrestling's most wanted question mark. Pretty ironic considering they're not even booked on by ROH anymore. <laughs> um, another one, I went to dislike this video, but Davey no sold it anyway. <laughs> Um, and this one, nice boils on your face, there, you know One ugly motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, uh, it just adds to his troll-like
2: appearance. I love, yeah. how, I love your reaction. He's a gremlin. <laughs> uh,
3: anyway, so yeah, now we're going to move on to the spoilers from the August 3rd Ring of Honor TV tapings in Baltimore. Um, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, we recommend you switch the podcast off now. Uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed what you've listened to so far. But for those of you who want to stick around and hear us talk about the spoilers, here is the ridiculous spoiler alarm. Okay, so duck and cover, duck
0: and cover, duck and cover, cover.
3: That is your warning. There are now about to be spoilers from the Ring of Honor TV taping. Um, So, as usual, it is split into four episodes, and we'll talk about each one in the order they were taped and is usually the order they air as well. So, uh, oh, Stephen, in episode one, we know when you're not going to be tuning in, Sarah Del Rey defeated Mia Yim. Uh, Del Rey won after an axe kick, and after the match what maria and mike bennett came out to attack Del Rey, but eddie edwards made the save now
1: mixed tag team
3: please don't tell me that that food is continuing because this is going to air well after boiling point we're not going to see a rematch of rematch
1: so, rematch rematch
3: does that mean that there's going to be a screw job at, at um boiling point and then there'll be a rematch for Del Rey to pick up the win oh dear <laughs> is all i can say Um, We then have Truth Martini come out who calls out Jim Cornette and says that the House of Truth can take out Steen, Jacobs and Karina for him. Um, Eddie Edwards cuts him off and says that he should be number one contender, which then leads toward the next match. Before we get to that, um, who's the fex here? The House of Truth or Scum? I mean, I thought Steen was a heel faction. What's going on? Anyone?
1: I will no. stop
2: trying to make sense of anything
3: anymore. They, there's if, there's
1: if, no, if, no logic in Ring of Run anymore. There's no heels or faces. They're just if, rests.
3: If they realise that Steen can't be a heel, so they've given up on that and they'll just put him against Martini's. Finally! Room. Maybe, yeah, maybe they've come to the senses, which is very rare. Uh, Would Eddie Edwards beat to be number one contender? Brutal Bob?
1: Uh, yeah, didn't you see that roll-up victory the other week? It was magnificent.
3: So, yeah, Eddie Edwards is saying, you know, I, I defeated Runner with a roll-up. I lost to I should be number one contender. You know, he's already had a world title shot. It seems logical to me. He might have, might have punched a couple of lockers like Mondo. Who knows? That
1: Die Hard series went really well.
3: Oh, yeah, that's like two matches, didn't it? Yeah, uh, true. We then get to our next match, uh, <laughs> which is for the number one contendership and then anything goes match with the winner, main eventing Death of Sonic X10 against Kevin Steen for the Ring of Honor World title.
1: While John's here, can he just explain more on Anything Goes match? No, please don't.
2: Um, In an an Anything Goes match, anything goes.
3: (laughs) Uh, Rhino defeated Eddie Edwards with the gore through the table. Um, Oh, sorry, he actually won after referee stoppage, not pinfall. The, The gore through the table must have Done something bad to Edwards, who knows? But the ref had to stop the match, so Rhino is now the new number one contender. He is main eventing Death Before Disarming X10 against Kevin. What? Stewart, the Ring of Honor at World Tile, and I am not happy. That is That's disgusting. I, that is... I'm not happy. I'm ecstatic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Rhino should not be main eventing the Ring of Honor pay per view. I've got no problem with him being on the show, being on the card. He's put on some good matches, but. He should not be main eventing a pay-per-view. This is not what Ring of Honor is about. I hated it when TNA did this a few years ago against Sting. I still think it's stupid now. I'm just annoyed at this. He should not be main eventing. Dez, please tell me you agree. Would you rather Finley main event? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it could be much worse when you put it like that, but it also could be much better.
0: Uh, That's true. I don't know. That's, That's ridiculous to me. Rhino, in 2012...
3: Main yeah. event, a Ring of Honor pay-per-view is... I think that's what makes it... I mean, it's bad enough if he if was main, event, main eventing a pay-per-view anywhere in 2012. But yes. the fact it's Ring of Honor, and this is the complete opposite of what Ring of Honor is all about. They're not about bringing in these former names and giving them tart shots. That's what TNA used to be about. It's less less about that now, but... Now it's more on. about acting. Stephen, <laughs> what do you think about this?
1: Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, not, I'm not as much against it as you and Dez are but (laughs) Uh, big tag team match at the pay-per-view between us four (laughs) (laughs) um I can see why people are annoyed by this I mean I know you dislike Rhino anyway Harry but I mean I'm I'm not I mean I I quite like Rhino I mean I think he's he's pretty cool but I I completely get why people are annoyed that he's gonna be main event in a pay-per-view I mean the the only thing is, I mean, uh, you say that like, there's got to be other options, but apart from bringing someone else in from you know outside, bringing Avana, there really isn't anybody. Elgin? I mean, but, but, yeah, so like, it, maybe, maybe it's for? a bit, maybe it's a bit too soon for for Elgin, and I suppose they're going to do Lethal in New Jersey, aren't they? Because that's his. If they're going to do the whole, you know, giving people uh, big matches in their home states or whatever, I should imagine Lethal will get the toll mm-hmm. shot in it's New still- Jersey. Um. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's not that bad in my opinion. I mean, I don't I don't think the match will be brilliant by any means, but I don't think it'll be terrible. I, I mean,
3: mean, are we going to be seeing Steen in another gimmick match? Because this can't be a one-on-one match. It'll put be
1: like a table match. Or can't something. they just but... give Steen a, no, a
3: normal-sized opponent and let him have a normal match? I mean, he's got Kingston. is going to be a gimmick match, presumably of some kind. Ryneir's going to have to be a gimmick match. Surely that cannot just be a yeah a straight down the middle singles match. That would just be bad.
1: The main thing that they book Rhino for is the gore through the table. So, <laughs> I mean, it will be interesting to see Rhino how he gets on in a match that's going to last 15, 20 minutes because more or less, you know, 90% of his matches in Ring of One. Well, so been...
3: David Richards' steam can't last in matches that long. Oh, yeah, that's true. Leave well, what he says yeah.
1: in that shoot. So
3: maybe it will just end in uh, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. Who knows?
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not completely against it like, like you are, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where. I just I, I can't see any other person who can, can fill that spot. So I
3: suppose it's... It, it just shows how bad the roster and booking yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, rather it, than it being it, it, a terrible decision. That, I don't think the roster's bad, to be honest. I think when you look at it on paper, the talent they've got, the roster is pretty good. But the way everyone's been booked and sort of built up and balanced, it's created this thing where no one's believable or a legitimate threat to the world title, which is completely the booker's fault. Not Nothing against any of the talent. They've got some really good guys there.
1: Oh, oh. No, that's that's yeah, totally true. I mean, as you say, mm. when you look at the roster on paper, it's you know it's it's pretty strong. I mean, it's it, it small, be, but, you know it's quite good. Oh yeah, I mean it is small, but as we said earlier, I mean before they need before bringing other guys in, you really need to make your current guys as good as possible. And mm. as you said, I mean, well, I mean, and Ring of Honor never used to have this problem. They always used to be, you know, someone that you could throw in for a title match and they could put on a good match and you know look believable. But at the moment, you are you are struggling to you know. Think of a guy who can go in for a title match. I mean, does anyone really want to see Edwards and Steen again? I mean, not not really, to be honest. At least Rhino and St- Steen will be fresh. You might not be brilliant, but you will be. You know, oh, be sweet the fun. Edwards match was on a house show. Who saw that? Yeah, it's true. But I mean, didn't they have a match before as well? With, um, oh, they did have one at Showdown the Sun
3: that was the, was okay, yeah, but the, then the it was didn't it end. Destiny, uh, was it? Yeah, I believe it ended early because of uh, someone got injured or something. Yeah, I think well, they Steve did, so, the house show match on TV. So did they? Oh, they
1: did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Did they? So I must have skipped that week. I I it that. was it was Roid Rage, wasn't it? So uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't normally watch Roid Rage. But I mean, John, what do you think? I know you're a big Rhino fan.
2: I think this could be. I mean, it's just gonna be a gimmick match, but I think it could be a pretty good match without the gimmick because I think these two people's styles just like with the Kingston match. I think their styles are going to mesh really well together. Because they're both like the big guys who just go out there and just slug it out with their opponents, and I think that could work here as long as they. I mean, I'm sure even if it's not a gimmick match, it's going to be like relaxed rules, so they can brawl around the outside for a while and everything. But I think this could end up being a really good match. I mean, yeah, there's people, other people on the card, like on the roster. I'd rather see wrestle Steen, but I'm not against this. Like a lot of people are, I'm actually pretty excited for it to be honest.
3: Now, the thing is, you know, you say that no one's ready at this point because of the booking, and you look at these the rest of these episodes that we're going to be talking about here. Um, the next pay-per-view after, you know, Reiner Goetz's shot is a month away. Are they even going to have time to build up anyone for that? I mean, who who's he going to face at Gloria Barna? Are they just going to have to get another outsider? Have they even got time to build up anyone to the, to the point? Especially when, you, you know, there's four weeks gone here and nothing really... There's no one standing out at this point, unless Mondo gets a shot and paper.
1: <laughs> I suppose they could have Elgin cash in his his shot, but then does, I don't think he's really at the the level yet. But as you say, who who else is there? I mean, mm. I really, I mean, I think I say I think they'll 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 use Lethal for the New Jersey one. So I don't know, maybe maybe Titus. I mean, I, I really don't know to be honest. No, oh, it's, dear. It's to, say, it is, I to say, it's I would say, I would say Elgin because isn't isn't
2: glory honor in november and that's usually when october october okay and that's it's usually around the time when uh survival of the fittest is so i'm sure they'll want elgin to use his survival of the fittest opportunity before they crown a new survival of the fittest champion
3: Mm.
2: um
3: so yeah i think the bookers have got themselves in a bad place here and uh Good luck trying to fix all the problems you've created by not building up stars. But anyway, we, <laughs> for the main event for that week, so th- wow, this is quite a... Uh, you've got Rhino and Edwards in Anything Goes and then their world title main event. So that's quite good. It's probably just to offset the women's match that starts the show. Um, we we have Kevin Steen defeating Homicide uh, in a ring of honor world title match. Steen retained after hitting a low blow behind the ref's back, followed up by an F5. So that means he is still a heel. But he's feuding with the House of Truth or a heels, or is Rhino a face?
1: I think Rhino sort of. I don't. I mean, the one thing i have also about Rhino is that he, he always gets a really good response from the crowd as soon as he comes out. He, the crowd really pop for Rhino because they know they're going to see him for five seconds, and then he'll go back. You know, he'll come into the ring, do the gore, and then leave again. So, um. But yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose Elgin is sort of a face now. I guess sort of you know, on his way to turning but that's been going on for the last twelve months, hasn't it? Um I mean I, I Does really this don't to see uh,
3: Kevin Steen or maybe Jacobs and Karina versus the Guardians of Truth. Well that
1: would be
3: that would be special. Um so yeah after the match Rhino came out and stared Steen down, building up towards their match at Death of Force on at X ten. Um do we need to explain why we call it X ten? I'm just gonna keep doing it without Experience. Just
1: keep okay.
3: doing it Okay. Uh, th- old listeners will know why it's called that
1: And if you're a new listener, screw you <laughs> <laughs> You've
3: missed 50 odd episodes uh, We then uh, get to episode 2 which starts with the first round of the tag team title tournament with Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander defeating the Young Bucks meaning they uh, progress to the next round at Death Before Designer on pay-per-view which has the semi-finals and finals on the same night so uh, that should be a great matchup between those two teams and uh, a good win for C&C because, you know, they are a good team, but they haven't really got that many wins. And to be honest, I think they still actually have a tag title shot from a proven ground somewhere. So, yeah, like, they do. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to challenge uh, the new challengers at some point anyway because it's unlikely that they'll win the belts. I know some people are pissed off the Young Bucks have lost, but they're already booked at uh, Shikara's, what is it, I don't know what it's called, the sh- trios thing or something. The trios. Yeah, the same weekend. So they couldn't even do the Death of Woods on a pay per view anyway. So uh, it's n- it was quite obvious that they weren't going to progress forward. But Mike Bennett's
1: also booked for that. He's, he's in the team with the books, isn't he? So maybe he won't be there either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that
3: could be true. Um, so, yeah, th- good win for CNC. I've got nothing really bad to say about that. Um, and, John, we then have Charlie Haas coming out. And he calls out Jim Cornette and says that he and Shelton Benjamin should be tag team champions. I'm sure you agree with that. 100%. Rhett Titus cuts off Charlie Haas. And after some verbal sparring, they agree to enter the tournament together as a tag team. Let me say that again. Charlie Haas and Rhett Titus agree to enter the tournament together as a tag team. And they will fight each other for the belts when they win the tournament. So That makes sense. I mean, perfect sense. Rhett Titus was the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion. His partner left to another company. He wasn't allowed to pick a new partner, so they set up this new um, (coughs) eight-team tournament. Uh, He was then announced to have a mystery partner, and so was Charlie Haas. They then revealed that they were both each other's mystery partners, and when they win, they will fight each other for the tag team belts in a singles match, and presumably pick their own partners afterwards, so exactly where we started if they win the tournament.
1: What I want to know is, had they already picked their partners when Titus walked out? I mean, are there two really, really disappointed guys sitting in the back thinking, you know, that that's my shot just gone? <laughs> or, or did they... Or like, the- John was
3: in the back, he had his hard trunks on ready to team
1: up with <laughs> Charlie, but
3: he just swerved him and picked uh, Titus and said, this is very strange. I'm hoping it comes across better on TV, but it just sounds very, very silly and makes very little sense. Um, I mean, normally, these odd couples, tag team type thing makes sense when, like, a general manager forces them to team together. But the fact that they just were like... They had the opportunity to pick anyone they wanted, and they pick each other, and then they're going to fight each other. Ah, It's stupid. Um, Anyway, we then have QT Marshall defeating Tadarius Thomas with an Alabama slam. Um, Unbeatable Mark II, Mike Mondo, defeated... Get this. Mike Bennett, TJ Perkins, Roderick Strong, Jay Lethal, and Tommaso Ciampa in a six-man mayhem match to get a TV title shot at Death Before It's Honor X10. He won after the uh, double arm DDT on Bennett, who has really dropped down the card. You think TJP would have been pinned uh, or something. Um, and this means that Death Before It's Honor X10 we'll have Mike Mondo versus Adam Cole for the TV title. And uh, there'll be a riot if Mondo defeats Cole for the belt seriously that oh
1: my God. yeah that that would I, just that would be I bad
3: don't even want to think about that um so that is a bit of a strange contrast when you think about it we have nothing really major for episode 2 compared to the two big matches on episode 1 they should have rebooked that in my opinion uh we then have the they they hoped the next tv tapings as the biggest wrestling event in Baltimore history which is a tagline they love because I think Border Wars was the biggest event in Toronto. I'm sure uh, Death of a the biggest event in Chicago, you know, the biggest event ever, wherever they go. So uh, the, the
1: biggest event in Baltimore was going to be a mini pay-per-view. At, at, one, point. It's a bit, at a big, one point. A bit of a one. contradiction there. Biggest and <laughs> then a mini, you know. <laughs> uh,
3: on episode three of the tapings, <laughs> we have Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs defeating... Stephen, I'm sorry, the Bravados. What is this? Um... The Bravados were out of the tournament. They never got a win. Uh, Steve Crino <laughs> and Jacobs were added to the tournament um, because there was a gap left after Haas, uh, Retutus formed and uh, left a spot. And the gimmick is that Jim Cornette has said that if they lose any match in the tournament, their Ring of Honor contracts will be gone. They will be terminated. And uh, they pick up the win, obviously, with that stipulation. And after the match, the guardians of truth attack them. Yes. And Steam comes out to make the save but gets gored by Rhino. Um and this would be the perfect segue, Stephen, to bring up Macklin's question.
1: Oh I completely forgot about that one. Um uh, right, yeah, it's not Macklin's there, isn't question. Oh hey, I, I, I was only joking um, I um mentioned that Des is gone, by the way.
3: Um he says uh something about he had just gore, gore, gore at his door he went to answer it and he hasn't come back since so i don't know what's going on
1: so he's been attacked by rhino who might just join us on rh cash in a second well, who knows um, macklin asks with jacobs and karuna putting up their contracts to be in the rh tag title tournament it's almost a luck they will be in the next tag champions with the recent formation of scum i really don't see them leaving the company even if they do lose
3: <laughs> in, I think it's pretty obvious that the finals will be us versus um, Jacobs and Carino, just because that's both of the the only storylines in the tournament panning out. So that will be the finals. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jacobs and Carino lost, to be honest with you, because S- whoever, I don't know who backstage books, whether it's SBG or whoever made the decision that Jimmy Jacobs is worthless, they, they, they don't like him for some reason they don't use him to the, his abilities so could we often see them trying to cut costs could you see them cutting Jacobs and Carino or could they just lose their contracts but then somehow get brought back in I mean what, what do you guys think John
2: I uh, now that you mentioned it I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of a cost cutting measure to I guess cut costs <laughs> 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 But, yeah, I mean, they haven't really been using Jacobs to where his ability is at all since he returned to Ring of Honor what, about a year and a half ago. But I think, I don't know, they might have him stay backstage as like a backstage agent, kind of like Carino currently is. But I can't see them, you know, not using them in any shape or fashion going forward. I'm sure they're going to have something to do with Ring of Honor. So that kind of, I don't know, it would surprise me if, they won the tournament I, they were not my picks going in at all but this this new uh, I guess storyline or new development kind of makes it weird that they if they don't win the tournament now
3: but I mean the thing with the
2: the Rett Tutus
3: thing as we're calling them Charlie has and Rhett Titus if they win then there's something going forward with the tag belts because they're going to obviously have a match between each other then they're going to pick new partners So, I mean, but then again I don't think Rhett Titus needs the tag belts does he? because assuming he would just pick his own partner, unless he just swerves everyone and becomes the new wrestling's greatest tag team. I don't, know. <laughs> but who knows? Very it strange. But I'm pretty sure the finals are definitely guaranteed to be that. So you can add that to to a death before dishonor. Um, we then have um. Jay Lethal, wow! <laughs> oh my God, I don't believe this. I honestly didn't know this was gonna happen. Um, earlier we said what would happen if Jay Lethal and Mike Mondo had a match because they're both unbeatable and the answer is no contest and this is genuinely what happened <laughs> and we joked about this earlier and I had no idea about this um, Lethal got on the mic before the match and said he had spoke to Cornette about getting a world title shot but was told that he didn't have the killer instinct You know, 30 million match victories is obviously not what gets you title shots, it's this uh, Killer instinct that Mondo has by punching that locker, and who else, whoever gets target shots, has it? My cat. But,
2: um, in mean, Homicide, obviously, has a killer instinct because his name is Homicide. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
3: Jay Lethal, obviously, uh, wait a minute, didn't he face Matt Taven? Stephen, you wrote this report and it says Jay Lethal and Mike Mondo fought to a no contest. But then later on in the same sentence, it says at the beginning of the match, Jay Lethal low blows Matt Taven and hits a lethal injection on the referee (laughs) to what we can assume was a no contest. Oh no,
1: I wasn't there. I didn't see it.
3: Well, I do apologise for that. We we still do not know what would happen if Jay Lethal and Mike Mondo were to have a match. I will update this article.
1: I'm I'm I'm
3: very disappointed, Steve. I'm
1: I'm not excited to see that I've just made it up.
3: Um, we then have a the another match in the tag team to- title tournament. Uh, Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas defeated the Guardians of Truth. Mm. So the Guardians of Truth are not to three at this point, I think, in Ring of Honor.
1: According Titus... to the guys on Twitter, they they cheated.
3: Oh really? Well, yeah. this is what happened. Titus managed to get the win for him and Haas after a roll up on one of the Guardians. Corino and Jacobs came out to attack the Guardians after the match. So there's a lot of run-ins by the Guardians and Scum at that point. So I'm guessing perhaps we'll see Carino and Jacobs. No, we won't. They're in the tournament. Ignore what I was going to say. Uh, We then have episode four, which is the last one for the tapings, which we have the final match in the first round of the tag tournament. The Briscoes defeated the Blackout. Um, I believe Mark Briscoe hit the froggy elbow on Ruckus to pick up the win. Um, I think in Dave's article he put that's a bit disappointing, which it kind of is because one of the actual new and fresh teams in the tournament is just out straight away. I suppose you could make the same case for the Bravados, actually.
1: Yeah, because I mean yeah, I the Bravados well, don't really need the win, do they? I mean, they're not, I can't see them winning the belts again, and they're so over that you know one loss isn't going to really affect them. So mm. it's you know it's it's a, yeah it's a shame. To be, it's, just, it's a bit disappointing
3: it, that the Bravados were undefeated since their return from Japan. And they have what the first match on TV they lose.
1: And, I know they just haven't got a clue. It's the of the
3: Stephen, you you can't be here.
1: A... I know, I, I know, I'm a bravado's mark and everything, but I honestly think that they could, they could be you know good if they they built them up right. But
3: mm.
1: as you say that you know that they they got the win was it over the Young Bucks that they got a win over the Young Bucks and they got a DQ win over.
3: the Great greatest
1: tag team. It. So um, yeah, it's just a point that they've not been used more, but you know the Young Bucks haven't been used. You know, C&C haven't really been used properly, so no one's really really been used properly. Early, so. No. Uh, also on episode four,
3: there's uh, actually four matches on this show. Mike Se- Seidel defeated Mike Bennett by countout. During the match, Mike Mondo came to ringside and raped Maria. That forced <laughs> Bennett to chase him to the back and subsequently <clears throat> lose the match by countout. Now... I know this hasn't aired and we're just reading what happened and Stephen wrote this this up so it could be just lies again, like the Mondo thing earlier, but Mike Mondo won a TV title shot against Adam Cole but then why is he feuding with Mike Mondo later in the taping? Anyone know? Mondo's feuding with Mondo Mondo Bennett He's getting that much
2: of a
1: push that he's he's...
3: (laughs) This match involves Mike Bennett, Mike Seidel and Mike Mondo. Come on, this is ridiculous here. someone needs to change the name um, <laughs> so yeah you know what I was trying to say can anyone explain it?
2: nope um, here we go um, well my prediction, my reasoning is that Mike Bennett has been in the TV title scene for the better part of a year now and that I don't know, I, I have no idea I, this makes no sense whatsoever speaking of
3: not making any sense Tommaso Ciampa defeated Mike Posey so as we were saying earlier, he has not progressed anywhere in twelve months. Really, on a...
1: I keep saying that that they, they should really give Champa more squash matches to really get his character. Over.
3: <laughs> yeah, he needs to enforce our sort of menacing and dominant. Yeah, solid... and if, if only he had some sort of streak that could put some sort of momentum behind how powerful this guy is. That he's never lost, but
1: yeah, you know,
3: but late for that now, isn't it? Anyway, Champa apparently has some new entrance music. I wonder if it's got toot toots in it. We, we've got a lot of New entrance music on this show.
1: Well, this is, is Champa. I don't
3: know. Ah, who knows? Uh, RD Evans joined Kevin Kelly and McGuinness on commentary. That should be good. Champa easily won the match, and afterwards, Prince Nana attacked RD Evans before Champa made the save. And then in the main event, uh, Adam Cole and Michael Elgin fought to a no contest with the TV title on the line. Uh, the match was ended when referee Todd Sinclair was accidentally taken out by Cole, who was being powerbombed by Elgin. After the match, the Guardians of Truth were at ringside... Who, who were at ringside, sorry, got attacked by Steen, Carino, and Jacobs. Reiner then comes out to attack Steen, and the ep- episode ends with Strong and Elgin getting in each other's faces once again.
1: A lot, lots and, of appearances for the Guardians of Truth. I'm looking forward to that.
3: And in a live audience bonus match <laughs> D-Line and Christoph, a local DJ defeated the House of Truth D-Line
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> their music should start like that just you going D-Line and they just come back to the music um, so there you go, that's the latest set of tapings from August 3rd so that's four weeks worth and uh, they should start being shown on TV on August the eighteenth and will run until September eighth, which will then lead to the infamous blank area of possible road rages on September fifteenth onwards. If we
1: if we go from those tapings to boiling point road rages, that could be like the worst run of programming any wrestling company's ever put out.
3: <laughs> Very positive words there from uh, from Steve. Yeah, I'm
1: really looking forward to to the next uh, couple of months yeah as you
3: can tell i mean there's some questionable booking decisions on these tapings i mean taking out you know just forgetting about you know whether the match is good or bad we obviously don't know that but just from a booking perspective of who wins and you know storyline progression there's not really much storyline progression to be honest this i mean nothing going no, on not no. getting strong still unless it's all in promos that aren't noted on these spoilers we don't know but you think a lot of stuff would happen in the ring, not outside the rings, as Nana says, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you, you can't say too much about T V tapings until you see them. No, like the Haas and Titus thing sounds really ridiculous, but yeah, it, it might come over a bit better where you know, actually uh on screen, so but yeah. yeah, it it's not it doesn't sound too great to be honest. I mean they I don't know, as Lot like we said earlier, the the whole booking philosophy at the moment just seems a bit weird, so I don't know. I'll have to watch and and see how they
3: are. Wait and see. Just like we say with boiling Point. So uh, I think that wraps up the show, guys. I don't think we've got anything else to talk about. I think this has been a very long show. Possibly two hours looking at the clock. I'm not 100% sure. I apologise. It's probably been terrible, but for those of you who have managed to stick around this long, we do hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Be sure to check out our live show this Saturday at 6.30 Eastern on rohworld.com slash live. And be sure to come back next week on Tuesday on iTunes and RHworld.com for our boiling Points review. So uh, let you know if you should order the replay, perhaps if you didn't watch it live. So uh, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
3: And we will see you all on Saturday for RH Cast Live.